0: Ladies and gentlemen, episode 227 of the Get Around Podcast, here, large, and in charge. Another week of prep sports is in the books, and a little bit later, this podcast will be in the books, as I say at the end of every single episode. Uh, I'm your host, Brendan Queeley, outside of the office, but inside of the office, uh, senior sports reporter, James Cook, and Jordan Puente, uh, boys, welcome to another week of The Get Around. Thank you. Glad to be here. (laughs) As always, uh, The Get Around, well not as always, but for quite a while now, The Get Around Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations in Traverse City, and when you go there, you can get a sub that is Freaky Fresh, and they will get it to you. In an amount of time that some consider to be Freaky Fast, because they're Jimmy Johns. And a freak, yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right, episode 227, this is where we're at. Uh, I liked how we guessed last week for uh, for the episode, um, because we all went with a TV show. I went with Breaking Bad. I picked Albuquerque, New Mexico. Jordan, you were Point Place, Wisconsin, for that 70s show. James was... Ozark or the Ozarks yeah. in yeah, Missouri. Missouri. Uh, for that one, uh, James, you looked it up already. Um, who who won this week?
1: Uh, the two two seven area code is in Maryland. Ooh, yikes! So we would have had to
0: pick Homeland, I think. Yeah, that home. would be like that's like Washington D.C. or or something uh, like that.
2: What's
3: that one famous show? oh, There's a famous show on HBO. Oh my! Oh
0: yeah, it would be The Wire. There you go.
2: That's it. Bal- It'd be Baltimore.
0: Yeah, that'd be Balmer, Balmer, Maryland. Nice. Good good poll, Jordan. Thank gotcha. you. I, I, I got you. I would imagine if our, our good friend and colleague, uh, Harrison Beebe, is listening to this, he would be yelling at his uh, out loud right now. He's like, no, it's the wire, you idiot. The wire.
3: <laughs> I got you. Um,
0: okay. So uh, that would. It's not going to be New Mexico, I can tell you that, so I lose again. So it's either James uh, or Jordan, one of you guys, uh, either Missouri or Wisconsin. I would guess Missouri is probably closer to Baltimore than Wisconsin. All right, so while Jordan's looking that, that up, let's uh, let's make our guesses for 228. Uh, any TV shows or movies that you guys want to use for this one for number 228? I'll go with uh, I'll, I'll take Family Guy. I'll take Cohog uh, Rhode Island. That'll be my guess for this week. Right. 228 is going to be Cohog Rhode Island uh, and Family Guy.
1: We've already had Ontario, right? I think a couple weeks ago. We had I, we had yeah, Ontario. I think Ontario. County yeah, I think Yeah, a lot, yeah. yeah last that, week. Yeah, that would be where Letterkenny is.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we weren't
1: playing this. I'm I'm sorry
0: we weren't playing this game
3: earlier.
1: I'm out on Litter Kenny, so i got to go with something else.
3: So from what I was able to figure out. What? This is not what I. This is
0: frustrating. This is great radio, gentlemen.
3: Yeah, this is awesome. This is awesome. Okay. So from Wisconsin to Baltimore, Maryland, it is 12 hours and 39 minutes. Using toll roads, by the way. And then from of course because Chicago. There you go. Ozark. Oh, There's some in
0: Pennsylvania too. Be nice to too. be nice to my city.
3: There's
1: something oh. in Pennsylvania
3: too, I think. Ozark from Ozark. Okay, what?
1: Why? is it? This is so frustrating. It is. This, I, I
3: apologize. <laughs> Land of the Ozarks. There you go. Lake of the Ozarks. Ozarks. There you go. From the lakes of the Ozarks. It is fourteen hours and forty nine minutes. All right, so Jordan
0: with the win. There you Jordan go. pulls pulls the W this week. Okay. Hey, you know. All right. So, what are your uh, boys? What are your other two guesses? Oh man. I took Quahog, Rhode Island for two two eight.
1: Okay, so you're going comedy. So I gotta go. I gotta go comedy. Uh, you don't have to. No. You don't have to. But we can, yeah, we can theme it up.
3: The office of where Dunder Mifflin is.
0: Scranton, Scranton, Pennsylvania. There you go. You're gonna take Scranton, PA. Yeah. Okay. Just because all right. Of I love it. The office and okay. all right. Scranton, PA for there Jordan. You there you go. Cohog, RI for Brendan.
3: It should be a toss-up between that or uh, Parks and Rex. Couldn't decide.
1: Pawnee, Indiana. There you go. I'll go. Uh, I'll go Wisconsin for that 70 show. There you go.
0: <laughs> oh, so you're taking point place again? All right. We'll do that. Sounds good.
1: Well, you're because you were taking, right. you're taking cog
0: right? I am. Okay, indeed I am. Point, place. Okay. And, and you know what? You know what? You can't. We can't take Springfield from the Simpsons because they never tell us what state it's in. So I'm, that's true. We don't know. That's so a great a conversation. Moulin. You can take yeah, you Springfield, take Springfield whatever state. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you just say Springfield, and then there's one in every state, so you're fine. You're going to win every single week if you play the Simpsons. Yeah. yeah. You just <laughs> all right. right one. Um, all right. Well, yeah, uh, here we are, episode 227 uh, of the GA. Uh, happy to be rolling on toward episode Traverse City, which is episode 231. We're getting there. Very close. Um, but uh, before we get into uh, our talk about the uh, Traverse City football teams, let's talk about a couple of teams outside of Traverse City. We'll do a little prediction time, get right into the pulse and talk about Boyne City and Charlevoix, which is no doubt the game of the week uh, in, in football coming up on Friday. And uh, James, you get to go out there and cover that one. I get to go out and shoot the first half uh, for photos, which I am excited about just because I want to see those two teams play. Uh, Jordan, I'm going to start with you because you got to see Charlevoix whoop up on mm-hmm. uh, Tawas on, on Friday. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what is so impressive about this team? How have they shut out and blown out four consecutive opponents?
3: Yeah, um, that whole defensive line, get, they're very good at being able to mix up like who's out there and being able to get after the quarterback. It's, it's very impressive. I, I know I mentioned it in the story, too. They, the only time the opponent was on the with their 20-yard line within like five seconds left of the game. So they did not get anywhere close to the end zone at all. So, I mean, that whole defensive front is a beast. And then it's not just the defense. Their offense of line can protect. Their quarterback just did not get sacked at all. He didn't get one sack. So, I mean, and their running backs are stellar. I mean, we forget about one most important thing, special teams. A lot of people forget special teams is part of the team. But it's also a huge component of any football team and I asked the coach that and he specified how much they practice special teams which that's cool to hear because sometimes you that's like a afterthought sometimes for some but not with Charlevoix. with shallow they they're, they're dominating on all cylinders so that should be a great game I'm actually jealous of Chelsea.
0: they're they're a, com- they're a complete team is what you're saying
3: correct yeah there it's very it, the chemistry is there. They worked very hard in the off season, and it shows. Um, we even had two of the Shallow boys on the pod last week, and they everything they talked about, it it's real. So, yeah. Well, they yeah. both can. They're both getting the, uh, the
0: get around bump. Right. I know. One of them's got One of them's got to lose. Uh, unfortunately, which seriously is unfortunate because these are both super talented teams. James, yeah. we saw that Boyne City got the basically a bye this past week uh, because Kalkaska had to forfeit their game. Uh, do you think that helps or hurts the Ramblers having that extended period of time off? Because that can kind of mess with the player's schedule. They they expect to play every Friday.
1: Yeah, it can. Uh, it depends on how they handle it, I guess. Um, I, but it also makes sure that they come into this game healthy. You know, they get to they, they going to have not played football for two weeks outside of practice, so uh, so hopefully Boynton City comes into that game healthy. Boynton City is ranked number 8 in the Associated Press rankings in Division 6 this week. Charlevoix is ranked number 5 in Division 7. Um, and Patrick Starrett, who was our, our guest last week, had two punt return touchdowns last week, getting the, the get-around bump.
0: Um, it's a real thing, guys. I mean, I don't know, unless we're just, you know, we intentionally get Guests on who are good at their uh, at their sport. That, that could be um, as well. It probably is. I'd like to take some you of credit. Yeah. So would yeah. Oh, no. So would I. I think oh, no. we. I feel like we should. Um, all right. So let's let's play a little prediction time here. Uh, who's your winner in this game, Boyne City or Charlevoix? It's at Boyne City, by the way. So Charlevoix got to go on the road against a very good ranked Rambler team.
1: Yeah, for homecoming. I can, I can.
0: Well, all right, so we'll start with this question first, since nobody wants to make a prediction right off the bat. Does Boyne City score any points? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yes, okay,
0: so yes. we all, we, can be, all a, we all
1: agree. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Charlotte is going to get five no. straight shutouts. If they do, then that's... That is unheard of. I've never heard story.
3: I've never heard that. Story. I've never heard of that. <laughs> heard of this that. is the okay.
1: first time so, so. had four straight shutouts since the 1950s.
0: Wow. Yeah, and know. that was, as you talked about with the guest last week, that's when they shut out, like, what, 17 straight opponents or something
1: like they, that? Yeah, they, they didn't had allow... all of them in one entire season and then, like, the first two or three games of the next season.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. All so, right, so we've got the shutout streak ending for Charlevoix. We have Boyne City scoring points. Does Boyne City score enough points to win?
1: I got to think that Boyne, the, the thing that Charlevoix is going to have a problem with is that Boyne just has too many players just like the same thing when Charlevoix runs into St. Francis it's you know the first half they can go right toe to toe with them and then attrition runs in in the second half when when Boyne City can keep trotting out brand new fresh players and everybody for Charlevoix is playing both ways pretty much the whole time so Charlevoix is going to definitely have to overcome that to win
3: they can't if the way he's speaking it sounds like they're is limited to what they can do, so if they limit, if they don't get enough penalties to where it would cost them in the end, and they continue to do to play how they've been playing the rest like the past couple games, I mean anything's possible. I mean, yeah, I mean wow, I mean four straight shutouts is that's we've never, I've never heard that. So um, yeah, I mean I'm gonna go Charlevoix just because. They seem like a, a team that has. They're like the, the underdogs. Everyone roots for the underdog, so I'm gonna root for the underdog. I'm going Charlotte Boy.
0: I'm sorry, you're saying Charlotte Boys an underdog in this game, just because the they're coach, in the row? No, the,
3: the coach also told me that too. The coach also believes well, that as well. So you can't you can't believe what the coaches saying. No, of but they're gonna be like. Of course they're gonna be like, no, gonna be like we're. We're underdog, That's what I'm saying. we're not
0: favorite, That's trying what I'm saying. to get these players to have a chip on their shoulder. That's what
3: I'm saying. So, if they have that chip on their shoulder like, no one believes in us,
1: let's go. Let's go. Why not? I think we all believe in Charlevoix. I do. I, I certainly do. I think we all believe in Boyne, yeah. too. Yeah, true. Yep. Boyne has only given up one touchdown in the last three weeks. So, it's not like their defense is bad, either. Nah. No. Granted, one of those was a forfeit to Kalkaska. But, yeah. you know, do we think that Kalkaska would have scored a whole lot of points on Boyne? probably not. We don't. You know, if I had to if I had to be forced to pick one, I I would just go with Boyne because of their home team homecoming. They've got a bigger team. You know, they just have more bodies to throw at you. Um, but Charlevoix certainly has the skill players and the players in the trenches to pull this one out. But I would I would say that if you had to pick one, it would be Boyne.
0: I mean, this is probably the closest that we've had to a 50-50 toss-up. Either one of these teams could win. And you have to ask yourself, what do you give defense travels? We know that. So defense doesn't really matter if they're going to be on the road. But what do you do? Do you give the edge to the defense or do you give the edge to the home team? That's the question here. And I'm not saying that Boynton City has a a, a bad defense. They certainly don't. They've got a very good defense and a great offense as well. Um, But man i I have a tough time picking here uh i I'll break the tie and it's a tough call it, it is it is it, it, you I'm gonna give it to Charlevoix. Charlevoix by by an inch by a hair uh, I, I think that there's something special uh, about that Raider team this year uh, but I will also give this caveat uh, this is going to be their first real test it is going to be a real test this is not going to be a cakewalk and it is going to be uh, very important how Charlevoix responds when they get punched in the mouth because Boyne City is absolutely going to throw a couple of haymakers if Charlevoix can respond to that they can win the game if they stay on their tuchus and don't get up then I'll give the the edge to to Boyne, but I, I yeah, it's um, gonna be awesome. And, and and James, I almost feel like all three of us should just go out there. That's what I'm saying, I'm so jealous. Like I'm so jealous. <laughs> I
3: even I even told him before, like I walked in, I was like, uh, Dibs on Charloboy. He's like, I'm already going. I'm like, Oh man, I'm jealous, bro. <laughs> and,
1: and I think boy uh, is gonna have to. I don't think they'll be able to erase Alex Calcaterra, but they're gonna have to put the brakes on him at least a little bit in the passing game oh yeah yeah
3: um, cause you know, all right you know he
1: can break off a big play at any time and same thing with Patrick Starrett yeah for Charlevoix so uh, those are the two players I think that each team has got to be concentrating on thanks
0: okay uh, I'll do one more I'll, I'll do one more here uh over under 60 and a half points oh jeez Combined.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll go under on that. Because yeah, oh I can yeah. see that be I can see this being like a twenty eight, twenty four yeah type of game. Okay. Sixty is right. a lot of points. Yeah.
0: Can I tease? Okay, me? so how about I how about I change it then? Over under But I,
1: I, I but I wouldn't be shocked if it went over sixty either. Yeah. I mean both of these scenes I, I can do light do. it up.
0: Right. And I wouldn't be surprised to see this end up being a game that's like eleven to eight.
3: Like I, last yeah, night. I, would, I,
1: it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if it was if it was It wouldn't surprise me if it was forty two
0: to forty five. No, be that's that's why that's how talented both of these teams are. They both have the talent on defense to stop the other team, and they both have the talent on offense to break through the other team's defense. It's going to be an awesome game, and I don't think I'm overhyping it. I don't think I'm overhyping <laughs> it at all.
1: Yeah, uh, no, honestly, nah. No. So it's gotta all be right, one of the top teams in, or top games in the state of Michigan, I would think. I this so. week.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Both
1: All right,
0: final. let's uh, let's let's do a look ahead to the Patriot game in Week Nine because why not? Let's talk about uh, two teams that are on a combined eight-game losing streak. Uh, Traverse City West and Traverse City Central neither has won since Week One. Uh, both on four-game losing streaks. Going into Week Nine, here's my question for you: uh, Has either of has either West or Central broken their losing streak by Week Nine?
1: Oh yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, definitely. I think both. both. Let's hope yeah. so. I, yeah, I, w- I would certainly hope so. I mean, it's yeah, these these teams haven't had. Uh, it, it, I had, I looked back and it was 2010. Yep. if You had to go back to when they both started one and three, and they and they both won and lost in the exact same weeks, in that four weeks, um, and then they both won in week five and. Central won four in a row, and Central West won five in a row because they won the Patriot game at the end. After that, uh, they both got to be hoping for that. I don't see that happening. Uh, that that both of them win out, except for the Patriot game. But that's what they have to be hoping for. I mean, here, I mean, now they're praying to get in at five and four. Went out and get in at five yeah. and
0: four. James, what was that stat that you threw my way? What the the record of? Teams that Central has played this year isn't wasn't it like fourteen and two coming into last Friday.
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, in sixteen games. Yeah, they were fourteen and two. Whoa.
0: Okay. And so now after that, Midland is four and one, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So it's well, now eighteen and eighteen and three. That that their let me are their opponents see, let me combined see, yeah. record.
1: Midland one, Mount Pleasant one, Davison one. So they're four and one. Lapeer is still five and zero. Oh. Jeez. And St. Joe has won four in a row since losing to TC Central. So, yeah, every team that TC Central has played is four and one or five and zero.
0: Yeah, so there's there's difficulty of schedule is uh, barbaric. Yeah, almost
1: they get Dow, who's three and two, Bay Central and scared. then Bay City Central, who's oh. only got one win, and Bay City Western, who's three and two. So I. Those appear to be three winnable games for Traverse City Central, although you know they're supposed to not get Josh Klug back for maybe another two weeks. And I'm sure Louisville
0: is hoping that he sits out the rest of the season.
1: Maybe. I don't think it's going to be hard-pressed to get him to not play against D.C. West.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. um, St. Francis wins again. Other than losing, is there anything that the Gladiators could do that will surprise us until the postseason comes along? Lose a game. I mean, other than yeah, losing, I mean... <laughs> is it just kind of ho hum at this point? Like we can. Yeah, it's I, just,
1: it's I, it's gotten to be every week. It's just oh yeah, they they destroyed somebody again.
0: <laughs> I mean, this is James. We talked about it uh, when I was at Thirlby uh, on Friday, taking photos. I had basically written the lead of my story before the gladiators even kicked off against grayling and that's not saying anything bad against grayling what that is saying is traverse city st francis is basically a sure thing at this point on friday nights
1: yeah pretty much i mean they're gonna roll again this week against sheboygan (laughs) i don't see sheboygan holding them under 40 that'll be the only surprise is if they don't hit 40 in every game
3: what was that over under points that we did a couple couple weeks ago on San Francis scoring points? It was uh,
0: over forty, right? And how many? It was games? over forty for three and a half, I so, believe.
3: How many weeks ago was that? That was at least like two. That weeks was going ago. Into the two weeks ago, game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. One, two, three. Four. So,
0: so they had scored. Like...
1: Yeah, because I think we were asking whether they would score forty against Kingsley.
0: Yeah, they had. They did. They yeah. had. Um, they had six games left and I said over under three and a half for 40 points or more it's looking pretty good that they're gonna get the over the old cash
1: yeah because I think they'll hit that against Sheboygan so that, that, thats then they get the well, that, Su- that, the Sioux's a pretty good team that'll be their I think that'll be a, a benchmark for them then you know they get the two big non-conference games um, you know but Flint Beecher is coming in it is two and three after three, five weeks so I mean granted against a very good schedule yeah.
0: Two. And what's the uh, Detroit Country Day?
1: There you go. So they have lost once,
0: I believe. Okay. So they're
1: 4-1. Yeah. They had an open right. week last week. They beat they lost to South Lion, who is also a top 5 team. Oh,
0: wow.
3: Okay.
1: So uh, mm. I think Country Day is still in the rankings. Yeah. Detroit Country Day is still ranked number 4 in Division 5. Even after right. that that cool. loss to South Lion cuz South Lions a division 1 or 2. Yeah. The Lions
0: at Division Division Two, number six. All right. Well, let's transfer from football over to the other football. A little bit of soccer. Uh, Talk Trevor City West to again uh, another week and another shutout uh, for the Titans. And my question for you guys is: What do the Titans need to do for a deep run? in the playoffs. What is the ceiling for this team and how can they push it even higher?
3: For a lot of teams that go through playoffs, you guys mentioned like players being hurt, right? It's health. Like, making sure that all the pieces that were with you throughout the whole season, regular season is still with you in the post. Whether it's making sure everyone is still there. Because if one play, player goes out that may or may not, depending on how well, the team responds um, could, help, could affect it. But um, honestly, that's a, I feel like that's a question that both of you guys also would know a lot more of because you have been around longer than I have to see how TC, how the TC schools do in postseason. Um, but for me, it's just health-wise. It's making sure if the body is right coming up from postseason because I know it gets cold. So it's a matter of making sure that uh, everyone's uh, everyone's
0: healthy. Yeah, I think when you get to the postseason, no one's a hundred percent or very few players are at a hundred percent you know there's some might be 90 95 and things like that, but you're you're gonna be dealing with you know little nagging injuries here and there that pop up throughout the game and remind you that oh yeah, I hurt my ankle that one time and there's a little twinge um, but yeah health is is gonna be as, going to be huge uh for the Titans. I think the biggest thing will be um how they respond if they find themselves in a game when they're down, right? If they give up a goal and they find themselves down one nothing or 2 to 1 or 2 to nothing. I don't know if that's, you know, uh, necessarily realistic until they get deep into the playoffs, but how they respond when they're down is going to be big because they haven't been down this season, uh, all that much except for that game that they lost to uh, to Grand Haven, I think, uh, a few weeks ago. So that'll be the big thing for me: how that team responds uh, if they find themselves in a hole.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and when we had the soccer players from West on a couple weeks ago, you know, we asked them if they looked at the rankings and if they if it motivated them that they were not ranked. And uh, since then, they have moved into the rankings at number fifteen, the the last spot that they do the rankings for in Division One.
0: Right, which is uh, ridiculous, but whatever. Rankings are rankings.
1: Yeah, now they're thirteenth in the state in NPR ranking, which is the what they use now for seeding. So, but essentially on the west side of the state, they're number two. Rockford's the only team ahead of them. Um, you know, maybe Okamas if Okamas is in this on this side, and you know Shores is just a little bit behind them. So, so they should be getting some, uh, some high seeds in this tournament as well.
0: And then, uh, before we get into our interview with Traverse City Central volleyball players, Natalie Bordeaux and Elise Hefner, let's talk a little bit about Traverse City Central volleyball. Are they a legit threat to Cadillac for the Big North Conference title? We're going to find out next week, obviously, when they play, uh, when they play Cadillac and if Traverse City Central gets the get around bump next week against the Vikings, um, James, you were at the game uh, against West last week. Uh, What did you see from this central team that makes you believe or not believe that they uh, are a threat to Cadillac for the BNC title?
1: Uh, I think that they they definitely are a threat. Um, You know, they they beat Cadillac. uh, They lost to him in the regular season in the Big North Conference match that counts in the league standings. But then they played him in a tournament a week or so ago on a Saturday, and they beat them then. So they're one and one this season. Um, I I think that they they certainly have what it what it takes. I mean they have a bunch of hitters. I mean they they rotate their outside hitters. At least Hefner is is big in the middle, big blocker, and they attack with her in the middle a lot too. Um, and then they have a whole bunch of really good defensive specialists in that back row. It's not just one person that that gets everything. Um, so they have a whole lot of Players rotating around in there, um, so they've got they got nice depth, and they've got good weapons all around. You know, with with uh, Heat House and McCrary on the outside, and just you know, they just have what you need. You know, they got all the ingredients.
0: Yeah, and I think what Emily Wilbert is doing in her first season yeah. as head coach is incredibly impressive. Uh, taking a team uh, last year that was um, obviously not as good as they are this year you know i don't want to say anything disparaging about last year's team but um certainly not as good as as this 2022 squad so what wilbert is doing is super impressive uh and beating cadillac a, a couple of weeks ago in that tournament definitely has to give the trojans uh, some confidence going into their matchup next week
1: mm-hmm. yeah and she used to be an assistant at west um, you know, she was an assistant coach and JV coach under, under Emily Bauman mm-hmm. uh, for a few years and, and then has also been a – was a JV coach at TC Central um, prior to taking the varsity job. So so I think that, that that crosstown rivalry means a lot to her, too, because she has yeah. played it and she, coached it. She's J- seen it from both sides, and, you know, she learned a lot underneath Emily Bauman. she said. Mm-hmm. hmm So. All right.
0: All right, well, let's get into our interview right now with Trevor City Central volleyball players Natalie Bordeaux and Elise Hafner.
1: Traverse City Central volleyball players, junior, Elise, or sophomore, Elise Hefner. Thank you for
4: having
1: me. Yeah, and, and junior, Natalie Bordeaux.
4: Yeah, thanks for having us.
1: Um, so, you guys had that huge match last week, beat Traverse City West. First time in three years. Just talk about the emotions of that, of, of doing something that hadn't been done in quite a while.
4: Oh, it was crazy. There was a lot of excitement, um, a lot of energy, especially like with a away game. Um, it was nice to have like a good student section there, and um, yeah, it was, it was a fun game. We all had a lot of fun with it.
5: Yeah, like the encouragement from all everybody on the team, all the coaches, all the student section was crazy. It was so much fun.
1: Mhm. Yeah, and you had this. I think the student section had like the little cutouts of <laughs> yeah. everybody that they brought with them, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, had cutouts.
5: Mhm. Baby posters. Mhm. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's right. They do that too. They do the, the baby pictures. Yeah. yeah,
4: they're all photos of us when we like toddler, like babies. So,
1: so how do they get those? Yeah. We
4: made them. Okay, like so you
1: get to choose your own.
4: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. It's not like they're before. going to
1: your parents and finding the most embarrassing. <laughs> oh so, yeah,
4: no, yeah. Kind of before every season is like a team bonding. We'll kind of make those posters together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's fun.
1: If they did, if you did get an embarrassing photo from your kid when you were childhood. What would it be?
4: Oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I chose honestly one of the most embarrassing photos I had of me. So yeah. What was it? It was of me like dressed up as a cheerleader when I was probably like 4 years old. Like I had my hair all crazy and like oh, it was it was something. Yeah,
5: mine would have probably been like me sleeping or something. My parents seemed to have a lot of those, but I did not pick that one. <laughs>
1: That do you just one. sleep a lot or do your parents just take a pictures a I lot think, when you're sleeping? I think sleep? they
5: just really like taking pictures when I was sleeping. It's
1: probably easier. You're yeah. active, moving around, they couldn't get photos when you were awake?
5: Yeah.
3: I do have one question. Um, you guys are very young. Like You guys' team itself is like very young. I, I had a chance to talk to Emily over the summer because she's you guys' new coach. Mm-hmm. Um, Super cool, very nice. Um, She talked about how with you guys being super young, there's a lot of growth and a lot of now I want to say inexperienced, but a lot of people gaining experience. You guys doing something you haven't done for three years, did you know how big it, was, it is, what it was, like beating TC West?
4: Yeah, I mean, those um, like Crosstown rivalry games, like we kind of like always know, like the stakes kind of put on it. I feel like like your school and like your town, and like even like ourselves, we put a lot of pressure on that game. You know, like, cause like we just feel a lot more like passionate I guess to win that game compared to like a team from a town we don't even know like you know like we know those people from West like we've played on travel teams with them um, mm-hmm. and most of our team especially compared to West team this year is returning we have six returning varsity players West had two so we like Central definitely had more of like a understanding for that um, varsity like cross town rival type of game Um, but I mean it's just like you can think about it but until you're like in the moment and like you know they call the lineups and you're on the court you don't really get how like intense it's gonna be and like the adrenaline and like all the student sections are like screaming and then you kind of get the Mm -hmm. idea of like oh like we're here like it's time to show up
3: were you guys nervous at all before playing? I was yeah I
5: was very nervous I would say the nerves compared to last year I was not as nervous going into this year returning to another game but I would say like the nerves for that game are just overall higher than they would be for any other game because again we put so much pressure on ourselves and like the excitement is like through the roof but when we go into those games
3: anything in particular that Emily got, <clears throat> Emily told you guys before heading in like was it just to keep your head on a swivel, course just stay locked in was there anything in particular that stuck with you guys all the way through
4: yeah um coach will honestly has the best pregame speeches I've ever heard in my entire life like she comes prepared with her pregame speech and she like has always a perfect game speech and yeah she basically said before she's like this is just like any other game like we are gonna go out there and play together and we're just gonna play volleyball. Like at the end of the day, if we want to win this, it's not like about who's like necessarily even the better team. It's like who will perform better like under this pressure. Who will just like go out there, ignore everything going on, and just play volleyball. Cause like both teams, like us and West, honestly, we were kind of even like um, play wise. It's just who could go out and like play volleyball and like ignore all the chaos happening outside of it, which is honestly hard to do. do like, I think we did that really well.
3: Do you remember, because um, you were saying she gives great pre-game speeches, do you have one that like, you still remember to this day?
4: Honestly, okay, so our first game against Cadillac, that was probably, because that was the first like big, she only gives like the big pre-game speeches for like our conference games.
3: Wait, so there's big one, wait, 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 so there's like, <laughs> what do you mean, so there's big, pre-game speeches and then there's like a, okay guys let's go
2: out let's yeah. win yeah. so
5: she'll have them prepared for these big games and she knows how to like pump us up for the game and she knows how to encourage us and like what will make us like get in the right mindset before going on the court and she'll have them all prepared like on her phone ready to read to us and it's so helpful like they're just amazing
4: yeah so like conference games that's when she has like the whole speech on her phone all like prepared and then say like tournaments like we don't even know like what team we're about to play it's more of like a hey guys let's go let's go play our game like that type of thing but conference games like her speeches are really like um like zoned into like that specific team and like what we have to do to beat that specific team and they're like yeah and they're honestly kind of like what we're all thinking but she really puts it like out there and like it makes us like all like together and like it just is like the best way to get pumped up for a game
5: yeah like, I would say just like putting us all in the right mindset together and we all have our individual mindsets going into the game but at that speech she puts us all together and we it helps us go out there and play as a team mm-hmm.
1: I would say. Yeah, that was awesome. is it <clears throat> how much is it different is it the preparation going into a conference game where you know weeks in advance and have days to prepare for a game like Cadillac or Traverse City West versus a, a tournament where you're playing five different teams and after, you know, you may know who you're playing the first one. And then after that, uh, how much is the preparation different and how much can you specialize your preparation for one specific team when you have a couple of days notice?
4: Yeah. I mean, our practices before we play a specific team are kind of always more focused for that team. Like, um, this week we play Petoskey. So we're probably going to focus more on like defense cause that's what we struggled with last time against Petoskey. Um, and yeah, it's like little stuff like that, like Cadillac will work on hitting around a block, like so, like before the game, we always focus our practices on on that. And um, I know personally, like I'll watch film on the last time we played them, just to see what I personally could do better, um, just to kind of go in that game, especially for the second time we play them. I feel like we kind of always gain a little bit of like confidence, knowing more how it's gonna go. And what we have to look out for. Um, And that's just a matter of, can we play our game and show up? Yeah. Conference games are a lot more, like, intimidating, too. Why?
3: Why? Why so? Are they a lot more intimidating?
4: Well, like, you're at school all day, and, like, everyone's going up to you, and they're like, hey, like, play well tonight. And you're like, okay. (laughs) i will try. So, I mean, you kind of have that extra pressure of, like, in a tournament, you know, it's our parents watching. At a conference game, it's our school, like, they are. Do you feel the pressure? Do
3: you feel the pressure like when it's like a conference game at home?
4: Definitely more. Yeah. Like yeah, I I feel like the need to um, help like represent our school.
5: Yeah, I also just feel like playing in front of all those familiar faces that you know, and them cheering like specific people on the court, like that. But it also helps. Like that gets our whole team, I know, very excited and pumped up, and it honestly helps us play better. I would say to have that. Um, excitement coming from like people we know
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, was it was it you that had the was it had the birthday yeah on on the day of the Mm. West game (laughs) yeah what was that
4: (laughs) That was yeah that was fun I was kind of honestly nervous going into it cuz like you know no one wants to lose a game against West on their birthday you know like yeah that, that would be really sad so I was a little bit more nervous than I would be if it wasn't my birthday but honestly it just gave me so much like um excitement and like adrenaline beforehand and like like I'll always wanna like be West but it really gave me some extra motivation to be West and yeah, it was it was fun. I'm in the student section like saying happy birthday. Really
5: embarrassing but it's fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are the odds that Lily Briggs comes to practice today wearing her homecoming crown?
5: Ooh. I think she should. Yeah. I don't know how good the odds are. I don't know if it's <laughs> going to happen. But I think that she should. Yeah. She's
4: she's, she's super humble. So I'd be kind of surprised, but everyone would think it would be funny. Yeah. We, yeah.
3: I do want to ask. So having Emily, this is your, your both first time ex, having her as your guys' coach. Um, what are some things that she taught you guys along the way? Um, Just playing volleyball? Was it life skills, off the field, off the court, on the court? Anything in particular that sticks out to you?
5: I honestly think positivity. Like, she is such a positive coach and always encouraging us and everybody else, like, around us, not only with volleyball, but also, like, in our own lives outside of practicing, like, with our social lives at school. She's always encouraging and positive about all of that, too.
4: Yeah, she's amazing. She, yeah, super duper encouraging. She, like, really looks out for all of us, and, like, we'll do, like, check-ins to make sure we're doing good. Um, even stuff, like, with our family. Like, she had us, like, write cards to her parents, like, just telling us, like, telling them how much we appreciate them. Like, it's a little stuff like that where it just, like, shows how much she cares about, like, us and, like, our family. And um, not even just about volleyball, just about, like... Us, I guess, I guess. So you can
3: consider her. Uh, this, I mean, this is all just just you guys. You guys can 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 consider her like your second mom. I guess you could say. Yeah,
5: yeah, exactly. One thing that she did say after um, our game against West was that she felt like a proud mom of twelve girls, and I think that's that it awesome. goes both ways because I think that she honestly is like very yeah. like supportive of all of
1: us. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You now, early in the season, you had the thing where you guys. Uh, took photos where everybody had written a lie on their shirt (laughs) (laughs) what were your guys
5: mine
4: was that I can block
5: (laughs) okay I can't really get over the net so so mine was that I've never hurt any of my fingers because um, pretty much everybody knows me for having my fingers wrapped because I jam my fingers all the time and I did break and dislocate my thumb last year so I have to like wrap that up, so I always have tape on my fingers, so that mm-hmm. was
1: mine. Is that from blocking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause Cause you, how much does that affect when you're hitting?
5: Oh, it's it's better now. Mm-hmm. I still get a little worried like going up to block sometimes, but it's gotten a lot better since it happened. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really bother me anymore.
1: Who, who had the funniest one on their shirt?
5: Probably Addie Booer. Yeah. Hers was I don't get hit in the head.
4: She's, like, known for getting hit in the head, like, at the West game. She, she did hit in the get head. hit in the head at
5: the West game. Yeah.
4: She, I mean, she takes it like a champ, and it usually ends up going up. But, um, I mean, yeah. she.
5: If, if a ball's ever looking like it's going to be hit at somebody, it's going to Addie's face. Yeah. It, it's always <laughs> going to hit her in the head somehow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She seems like kind of one of the, the real uh, emotional people are in the game who who just kind of get really into it and and kind of psych everybody else up Uh, how much do you need those type of players to be on the team
4: yeah I mean they're so important without them like um, you have to like set a tone for your team and those are the people that set the tone if we didn't have those people the tone would like be so bad like energy is kind of how you win volleyball games like you have to find the balance of um, having high energy that you can maintain for five sets, which is really hard to do. And like our team's kinda still learning how to do it. But um it's people kinda like Addie Boer who has like really good energy that helps the team mm-hmm. all have energy and like all get excited together and pumped up after every point.
5: Yeah, and Addy always having consistent energy is very helpful to our team because mm-hmm. we have struggled with um bring our energy too far up and then having it like dip down and then we get ourselves into a hole and I think Addy's always that one person who can always have consistent energy, like cheering everybody on, just always like so into the game.
4: Mm.
1: Mm. Does she have the biggest vertical on the team? Yes. Oh,
4: by far. What <laughs> is it, like 26 inches or it's something? It's It is like the highest in our school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's, like, that's, has, that's, like, that's from
1: vertical. standing too, I think. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, said that was like her standing if
4: you look at that girl's calf muscles, like you can just They're tell crazy. she's going to have a high vertical. Like, How tall is she? She's like my height, 5'3", 5'4".
5: Oh yeah, so it jumped very high. That's yeah,
1: wild. but during the third set, they let her take a shot.
5: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I set her. She yeah. Got a kill. That was. That was uh, probably one of my highlights of oh, the whole yeah, game. Oh yeah, that was Five the four, yeah. peak
4: of the game right there.
1: Yeah. How many? How many times do they, uh, let You take a shot.
4: Oh never. Yeah. I mean, sometimes um, during Alpina, uh, our setter Marley Richmond, she looks at me and goes, "Natalie, I'm gonna set you this next one." I, I thought it was a joke. I was like, oh sure, Marley. And the next <laughs> ball comes at me. I'm like, oh, like she was not joking. I didn't get a kill, but it went over the net. So yeah, anyway.
5: yeah. we're gonna work up. To, we're you. gonna work up to Natalie getting a kill. Yeah, by the end of the season, maybe.
3: Um, <laughs> oh, with like I mentioned earlier, you guys seem very close. Like it's cool to see like the team that has kind of been around for a long time. Any um. Any particular, like, moments or memories that you guys that stick out to you guys that have helped carry this bond that you guys have, like, throughout the season?
4: Well, we do, like, lots of team bondings and, like, dinners together to kind of, like, get closer, and, like, most of us are, like, already friends. Like, basically all of us have, like, known each other for a while and have played on a team with each other, um, and, yeah, we kind of just all know each other pretty well, and like, once a week we'll have dinner with each other, and it's so much fun. We all kind of just, like, talk and laugh around, and it's, like, super-duper casual. Yeah, we're all pretty close.
3: Mm-hmm. Who's the funniest? Who's the
4: funniest? Mm-hmm. We all have very different types of humor. Yeah, that's a great like,
5: question. Yeah. As far
3: as, like, yeah, actually, yeah, you're right, because you can, you can laugh at dark humor, and you may not get dark humor, so I, that, I'm that going to stick with the question and say, yeah, who's the funniest?
5: I don't know. It like it kind of I depends. would say I'm always gonna laugh at whatever Addie says.
4: Yeah, Addie's funny. I think Caitlyn's pretty funny. Yeah. Caitlyn will like say something and be super serious about it, but it's just like funny. Like Yeah. yeah I don't know. Everyone's kinda funny. Addie and Caitlyn Yeah, for sure. They're like the team comedians. Yeah. Team
1: mm-hmm. comedians. Mm. <laughs> um, so when you guys have you guys have a team film night once in a while, right?
5: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, what do you what are the what are the favorite snacks there? Ooh. Oh. What's the go-to?
5: Nerd um, gummy clusters. Yep, gummy nerd clusters. Yep. Those are definitely a team favorite.
4: Yeah. No, Film nights are fun. We all go to Coach Will's <coughs> house, and there's just this table in front of, like, she has a projector. There's just this table, When we all bring whatever food we want, sit it on there, and then we all just, like, go through with a plate and just get food and then watch film. And it's so much fun. It's, like, such a good atmosphere yeah. there. Like, But, yeah, gummy nerd clusters. Those things are always a big hit. Those are gone really quickly. Yeah. Um
5: I
2: think everybody on the team likes those. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for, long, for
3: long bus rides, how do you guys keep yourselves occupied? Because there's a lot of different ways. For you guys, what's the, what's one of the, the cool like ways that you guys keep yourself occupied on long
2: bus rides?
4: Personally, I usually take a nap. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I try to do homework, and I think I'm going to do homework, but I end up just taking a nap. Um, yeah, we always like talk to each other for a little bit. I feel like the start of a bus ride always has the most energy.
5: Yeah. And I was, like, was going to say the conversations that we all have, just, like, going through our day, like, catching up with each other, those are always fun. And then we always end up singing somehow.
4: Yeah. Jamming mm-hmm. out to a song. Always a song. Yep. But, yeah, it's funny because say you're, like, just chilling, you'll be, like, always eavesdropping on someone else's conversation, <sighs> and then your head just pops up from the seat and starts, like, talking with
5: them about that conversation. Yeah. So just we, everybody's in one yep. conversation with mm-hmm. other. Yeah, it's, it's kind of how it though. goes though. Yeah.
3: I mean, if you think about it, like, even if you hear someone behind you, like, you kind of find that conversation intriguing. But you're talking to the person in front of you, like, hold on one second. Then you look around, like, uh, no. And then you dive in, and you got, like, literally the whole bus just kind of turns their head, and everyone's all into that one particular conversation. Honestly, I think that is hilarious because it, it, that's cool. Like, it's just stuff like that. Um, you, you mentioned singing on the bus. What are some... What's that go-to song?
4: Well, last time really? is, what, Flowers? Yeah. yeah, Flowers
5: is a good one. We also really like to jam out to Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, hmm yeah. She's good, she's yeah.
3: good. Okay. James, do you know who yeah. that is? I've heard the name. You
5: yeah, should listen I, to some I, of I, her songs. I know. Yeah. You Just can come me. join our team and start singing with us.
1: Yeah, so. no, you guys don't want to hear me sing.
3: <laughs> hey, man, you never know.
1: You not know. Mm. <laughs> I'm not a good singer.
4: Oh, we have we have Especially one good singer on our like, team. Yeah.
1: Yeah, who's the best singer?
4: Lily Briggs. Okay. She she's a choir. Yeah, she she's our team singer. Mm-hmm. But we all just kind of like scream and
5: go along with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. We try our
3: best. Um, yeah. and speaking of music, is there any music that helps get you locked in?
5: I would say just our playlist that we all play like pre-game during practice. Um, Kate McCrary is in charge of music, and I oh, yeah. think she does a good job with playing yeah. songs that get us all in the zone.
4: Mm-hmm. She gets like stressed out about it every single day before practice. She's like, "People are gonna like this music," and we're like, "Kate, we always like your music." Is it always new?
3: Is she, she? always yeah. like recycle some songs yeah, or, yeah. or add some new. It's ones?
5: always like, gonna be some new songs playing.
4: Yeah, our like game playlist for like what's going on in the speakers with everyone in the gym that basically stays the same. Yeah, like it. Sometimes it's a little different. Like, uh, for one of our games, the theme for the student section was like, uh, "Teen Beach Musical." Teen Beach
5: Movie. Yeah, Surfer yeah. versus bikers. So we made sure to throw in some Teen Beach Movie songs. And yeah.
1: That's mm. <laughs> You mentioned that the, the new TC Central thing with phones.
5: Oh yeah. You
1: know, in yeah. classrooms, uh, how is that going over with the students that they have to put their phones away and?
5: I don't think many people are a fan
4: it's, of it. It's it's not. Yeah, I know. So my last name is like. Um, Starts with a B, so my phone is always at the top of the thing, because uh, they do it by like Alphabet. alphabetical order. I can't reach it, so it is like a daily struggle <laughs> to put my phone in the pocket. Like, I usually have someone taller than me help me out, but yeah. it, uh, it's not fun.
1: Just going to be in all the same classes at least. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, that's
5: just, man, that's
1: so crazy. they make you. So it's like this, like. Kind of like a shoe rack It's
5: almost like what thing. you'd imagine a calculator holder. Yeah. If you were to get assigned a calculator and you would have to go up and pick up your number, that's pretty much it, but you got to put your phones in there. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And somebody's always goes
5: off. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Somebody always forgets to turn their ringer off. Mm-hmm. You just like, hear all those notifications. And then the island. teacher's
4: going through every single phone, holding it off to see which one. No. Happens every day in my classes. It's,
5: <laughs> it's <very> chaotic.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 Was it pretty was it pretty disruptive before though, with kids having yeah. their phones out?
4: Yeah, I mean otherwise like kids are like on their phone. So I get yeah. why teachers did it. Mm-hmm. It yeah.
5: must have yeah, it must have been disruptive for the teachers especially, like trying to get through a full lesson, but
3: my mom hears this, she's gonna be doing this to her class. My mom's a high school teacher too, so mm-hmm. if she hears this, I guarantee she's probably gonna be doing that.
4: So. I mean, it's smart for teachers. I mean students yeah. don't like it, but I'm sure teachers do. Yeah, I was gonna it. say maybe don't show your mom this or she might not like us very much. No, honestly <laughs> we're the not students, like the students, students, I'm gonna say it's like it. fun.
3: And what's even more hilarious is now my sister's a teacher too, right next door at my mom with my mom. Uh-huh. Same high school that she graduated from. So imagine, just imagine you guys are done, right? Fast forward five, eight years later, you come back and you teach at the same school. That's yeah. kind of how it is for her. So like when she sees, like here's conversations that you guys are having, she's like, oh my God, I can't play I was like that. <laughs> like she laughs at things that she used to do. So it's just kind of funny, but hearing that, like it's, wow, that's what a time,
1: yeah. what a time. Oh, um, well, I guess back to volleyball. You have, you have your your host potassi Thursday. Right. And then mm-hmm. you get about a week off and then you've got to go to Cadillac.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what are you looking forward to to Cadillac? I know you, you, you lost to them the first time in the, in the conference, but then you played them in a tournament not too long ago yep. and actually beat them there. Correct? Yeah. So, so how confident are you going into this match?
5: I'm just excited about yeah. it, like I'm just excited to get another chance at them, mm. um, especially now that we know more of what to expect going into it, our third time playing them now.
4: Yeah, honestly, I think our team is more excited to play them than their team is going to be, because if I was them, I'd be really nervous for us, like, you know, <laughs> like the first time we played them, it wasn't that, like, much that we lost by, it was two points in a fifth set, like, you know, that was anyone's game, um, and at the end of the day, I think that honestly came down to nerves. You know that was our first home conference game. Um, it was a lot. Um, so the second time we played them, we actually started playing like ourselves, and like um, it showed with the score. You know, um, we beat them pretty easily in two games. So yeah, I mean, um, I'm I'm excited. I think it's gonna be a good game. I yeah. think that
5: I think our fun. whole team is just like more excited going into this one without as much nerves as we were going into the first game we played against them.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So hypothetical, did you guys, you know, beat Petoskey, beat Cadillac, and now you're tied first place in the conference, and then you take care of business against Gaylord and Alpena and stuff. Then you have West at home to end the regular season, and you would have to win that one to hold on to a share of the title. How, how much bigger does that make that game?
4: I mean, it adds some nerves, but I think we're going to go into it with
5: confidence excitement. and
4: excitement. I mean... There's, like, a level of confidence that you need so that, like, you play well, but at the same time, you can't make it so that it gets cocky, you know? There's, like, you have to find that, um, like, that little fine line between um, confidence in this. Like, you're going to go out there and you're going to play your best and, like, play your hardest. That's more confidence. Cocky's like, oh, we're going to go beat them easily. You know, we would never go into any game. Like, even, like, Petoskey. Like, we kind of struggled with Petoskey because I think we were a little cocky. Like, you know, so... Um, I think we're gonna go in with a good amount of confidence and just ready to have fun and yeah. play our game.
5: Playing West is always so exciting, and especially since we get at our gym this time, um, <laughs> I'm even more excited because I love playing like in our own atmosphere yeah. with a lot of like our friends showing up to all of our games. Mm-hmm. I'm just very excited.
4: Yeah, it's definitely fun having that home student section behind your back during the game. You guys are
3: very confident. Like I just. Not like hearing you guys speak and hearing you, you, you don't stutter in anything you say. Like you actually mean it. Like you just said, I think we're way more excited than they are in in playing. That's that shows a lot. Where does that come from?
4: Well, I mean, we played. Okay, like the both of us have played so many volleyball games. So like, we kind of know mentally kind of where we are during a game, which is really important. Like you know, like you'll see some people play volleyball that are kind of new to the sport and. It's, it's a hard mental game like it's tough to stay in it especially for conference like the fifth set like it's hard to stay um strong through that whole thing um so yeah i think like building up that experience and kind of like knowing um yourself personally and like how you handle that stuff
3: just having that type of confidence when obviously it has to run through the whole team because if, if you if every one person is confident the next person's probably gonna catch it and then like, it's kind of, like, it's a it spreads throughout. Does that, do you guys sense that at all with the team as well?
4: Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, our team is, like, um, definitely not, like, we're definitely not an overconfident team. Like, you know, we're really humble and stuff, but we definitely have confidence. Like, we go into games and we're, like, regardless of who the other team is, we're, like, we are going to go out there and play our hardest, and we will, like, if we do our jobs, like, we're going to win this game. Like, regardless if the other team has a better record, if they beat us in the past, we go in with a clean mindset and like we're like we're gonna go out there and do our job, so I think we all do pretty good mentally. And I was like, um, like pleasantly surprised about how good our team is under that conference game pressure. Like they did yeah. really good with student sections because mm-hmm. teams can either let student sections like fuel you and make you um, better and just pick up that energy even more, or they can make you like just tank and like lose all confidence in yourself and. Um, let it get in your head. I think that was a big thing in our West game. I think we handled student sections better than they did.
3: Out of curiosity, does anyone come in with signs during these, I know you guys mentioned like the baby faces and all that stuff, but anything aside from that, any like signs that you guys see that's like, you look at it, it's like, all oh, that's funny, like any. <laughs> in I know that
5: when we played Pina at their gym, their student sections had some very funny oh, signs, yeah. and those were honestly enjoyable to like <laughs> look at, even from our side, they were just very funny. Mm-hmm. i don't know i haven't really noticed many signs being brought into our games but honestly our student section is so into the game during the moment i noticed that they get like so excited for every single point that i don't know if like they would want to hold up those signs <laughs> they're so they're so oh, into yeah. the game they would
4: yeah they would like lose those signs they do so much like jumping around so yeah. yeah that's a big thing our, our student sections this year have been honestly the best volleyball student sections i've seen since playing high school volleyball like they they're crazy like even like small games like Mm -hmm. um
5: they were they've just been like so much fun to play with they've been so excited and yeah they bring Mm -hmm. a lot of energy for us to fuel off of Mm -hmm.
1: yeah Um, that coach Wilbur was the JV coach before this right Mm -hmm. how different is she (coughs) from being a junior varsity coach to varsity coach what's the have you noticed any differences
4: well I never had her as a JV coach I think she was a JV coach for West yeah yeah, yeah Central Central
5: Central. I um, don't know how she was as a JV coach but I think she would take any role and just be so great at yeah, it. yeah yeah I don't she, know you can just
4: tell she like
5: yeah she can
4: really easily like adapt to a role I
5: mean. so I don't really know how her coaching at the JV level compares to the varsity level but I think that both of them are probably like very good just knowing her um, mm. level at coaching at the varsity level and how um, positive it is for the whole team it's got to be both ways
4: mm-hmm. I was kind of like glad that um like you know this is her first time like coaching varsity I was kind of glad that when she came in um, I feel like a lot of coaches when they get moved up to varsity they feel pressure to, like um not like be meaner but like be like more strict you mm-hmm. know more like intense because like you know whoa it's like varsity you know but mm-hmm. she honestly just treats us like um like a team and like that's like how we wanted to like treat us like you know like she like doesn't think of us as whoa like big varsity team like you know she like knows what we want like she um, knows how to coach us and like what we respond well to and like. She it does works a very right good
5: well. good job coaching individually also like knowing mm-hmm. everybody's individual needs like Natalie was saying how each person responds to feedback and what kind of different feedback they need to grow and I think she does a very good job at like individually taking into account like everybody's different needs.
1: Mm-hmm awesome well thanks for taking the time out of your day today uh, you guys got to give it to practice now mm-hmm. and yeah. go to go to practice get prepared for that match against Potaski Thursday Varsity, I think at seven o'clock yep. 30 mm-hmm. okay all right thanks a lot for joining us thanks
4: so for for much
0: Thanks again to Natalie and Elise for joining James and Jordan in the Get Around Studio. Greatly appreciate it, as always. Uh, Good luck to the girls going forward and next week against Cadillac in what is going to be a fantastic volleyball match. Uh, I'm sure that we will be there uh, covering that. Uh, But let's right now get into the Get Around Hall of Fame, our Athletes of the Week Nations. Um, I'm not saying that this one is a slam dunk, but it is. Uh, And as we go over them, uh, our listeners, our audible viewers will figure out what the uh, slam dunk is. Uh, I'll start off. um, This is something that you don't see very often. uh, And I'm cheating here by nominating five student athletes. uh, But I'm going to nominate the Elk Rapids Girls cross-country team. They won the Kalkaska Invitational um, by sweeping the top five spots in the... uh, five thousand meter race giving them the lowest amount of points possible which is what you're shooting for in cross country uh so they had 15 points you get a point per position that you you finish in so they took first second third fourth and fifth freshman uh Bryn Schulte took first place uh was followed by Kendall Stanfest Hunter Schellenberger Anna Prey and Joel Swanson uh so that is my nomination we're gonna to go to Jordan, and then we'll let James finish it out, so we can talk about what Colton Eckler did.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so mine is from. Okay, let's do. Let's see if I can do this. Manistee, Christian Central, Catholic Central, Catholic Central. If anyone is, that goes there and is listening to this, I deeply apologize.
0: I Well, why don't you, why don't you just start over then? Yeah.
2: just
3: Catholic Christian. Manisty Catholic Christian. Nope. Christian Catholic. Catholic, nope. Catholic,
2: Catholic there Central. There it
3: is. Catholic Central.
0: Maybe Manistee's we it. in now. <laughs> yeah, maybe we do. We'll see. We'll see how I feel. This we'll is see awesome. how I feel when I get to this part.
3: This is awesome. Manisty Catholic Central. Lee Paziana.
1: No. Nope.
3: Paziana. 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 <laughs>
1: Got to say it. Italian. Got to
3: get the Italian. Da- Lipizzana. Lipizzana. It like the out the Sopranos. Oh, hey. Oh, that should have been out. That should have been a spot right there. Yes. All right. He, uh, he had a day. He, uh, he went 9 for 16. Rocked out 200 yards and two touchdowns in passing. 16 carries for 84 yards and one touchdown. Five tackles on the defensive side. One forced fumble. And... Not only, and he took one to the house for a hundred yards, interception. What a day for that guy! So uh, that's. And now idea. that sounds
0: and that sounds like a slam dunk, doesn't yeah, right? it? Yeah, Easily. Just but guess work. what? It sounds like a dunk. Colton Eckler threw it down way harder. Uh, James, yeah. your yeah.
1: nomination this off, week. Like six Colton Eckler. Yeah, he bounced the ball off the backboard to himself. <laughs> I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, Colton Eckler. He touched the ball fourteen times. Uh, in the game, and only scored on eight of those.
0: Only? That's pretty, only. That's not great. Yeah,
1: for uh, <laughs> 294 yards. That's annoying. It's just insane. Nine carries, 143 yards, four touchdowns, uh, five, 62, 14, and 39 yards, five catches for 151 yards and four touchdowns of 41, 11, 37, and 45 yards.
0: Yeah. He is it. That is, that is. We don't even need to vote.
1: Nah, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Uh,
0: that's congratulations not- to me6 Colton Eckler on an incredible performance. Uh, you are the latest inductee into the Get Around Hall of Fame, uh, the most exclusive club in Northern Michigan. And Jordan will be out at the game uh, on Friday uh, to watch Colton uh, do his thing, and then hopefully Let's try to get him on the podcast next week. Yeah, and definitely. Uh, I think I think that'll be good. All right, yeah. so uh, congratulations to Colton, but also uh, congratulations to Lee and the Elk Rapids girls cross country team, uh, putting up wonderful performances that any other week probably would have gotten you inducted, but you uh, went up against the buzzsaw.
1: saw. And- yeah. So I just looked it up, and eight touchdowns in a game will tie him for second all time in eight player history in the state of Michigan. Wow.
0: So some kid that, from
1: Owendale Gagetown scored eleven against Posen in two thousand and nine. Right. So
3: that record is, wow. The notch, record's man. eleven.
1: He had nine rushing and two kickoff returns.
0: Well, since we're talking about records and milestones, uh, that
1: moves us perfectly Great into segue. the trifecta.
0: Thank you so much. I, I have I'm known for my segues uh, being fairly decent. Uh, So that moves us right into the trifecta. Uh, We saw Albert Pujols uh, hit two home runs to get to 700 career home runs uh, last Friday. And Aaron Judge is still sitting on 60 as of this recording. Yep, Uh, He's got a week left to get uh, 61 and 62. See if he can do that what would your this is the trifecta uh, question of the week what would your ransom be for catching either uh, albert's 700th career home run or aaron judges' 62nd uh, home run cuz i would hold it for a king's ransom i mean yeah. i i i am not giving this the, here here's the other thing i might want to just keep it
1: that's what the like, that's what you got to consider I, too
0: yeah like i i want it That's what the my my memorabilia. My memorabilia would be uh, Albert's 700th home run sitting on my shelf. Now I know that sounds selfish and mean, um, but eventually Albert Pujols is going to run out of money. Probably not because he He his contract that he signed. uh, He's he's fine uh, money wise, but you know, what what if he gets hard up for cash one day and has to sell that thing? Um, You know. Does it mean that much to him? That's the, that's the question.
3: I know that um uh, the people, St. Louis approached the guy who had the ball, and they gave him
1: basically anything, and, and he was like, no. He said, no, he kept it. He
3: kept it. I was like, wow, interesting.
1: Yeah, I would definitely ask for more than the guy who caught the uh, what they thought at the time was Tom Brady's last career touchdown pass. And then Tom Brady unretired. And right. Then, and the, and the, what the ball had just, had just auctioned for like over like a million dollars, like oh my of days god before Brady unretired. Yeah. So then they canceled the. They canceled it. Oh man, that sucks.
0: Right. Okay. So, I think my <sighs> ransom would be cash. I want a hundred grand. Cool. Uh,
1: yeah, I I would ask for a whole. I've asked for a whole boatload of money, and then I would say. And I want to play in a spring training game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all nine positions. I want to play all nine positions in a spring training game.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you know how many times you get beaned when you were up to bat names? The pitcher <laughs> would throw at you every single time. <laughs>
1: oh, so, um, yeah, cash. Well, maybe. I, want, then I want you, 100, then, 100. You could charge the mound. There would be no repercussions because you're never going to play in the majors again. Yeah.
0: It's perfect. It's perfect, James. You've you've really thought this out. I love yeah, it. Yeah, you really
3: have, man. Um, wow. Uh, obviously, cash. Yeah, that's that's the first thing. First yeah,
1: almost. I mean, if it was like if it was like Miguel Cabrera, Ooh. and it was you're dealing with a team that was close, I would say you know like lifetime tickets. There you go, or something. Mm-hmm. That would be my next one. But since it would be, these would be teams that would be too far away to ask for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh.
3: I, I feel like that's something Albert Pujols. I mean, me being from, well, honestly, it was cool seeing Albert do that. Not only because that's a cool thing to do, but he did it in L.A. for a team that he used to play for. And I got to see Albert Pujols a couple of times living in L.A. And oh my goodness, I was I almost cried because it was cool because it's Albert Pujols. He played for the Angels for a little bit, and then he went to play for the Dodgers, which that's really I've never heard that that much. But that no, was cool. And then I had a bunch of friends that went. I saw a video, so it was pretty cool. But I feel like our pool host can pull strings with the Dodgers organizations to get lifetime season tickets for that fan, if that fan's a Dodger fan. I feel like yes. that string he can pull. So that would be my ransom with cash and lifetime uh, season tickets to the LA Dodgers because I am a Dodger fan, so that's mine.
0: Which one would you rather catch? Do you want uh, Would you have rather caught? Pujols' 700th career
3: home run or Judge's 62nd? Judge's 62nd, because that's like the leading AL career home run record. All right. So I want—I would take that one. In
1: Yankees. And Yankees and, too. And Aaron Judge has just carried my fantasy team this year. <laughs> just put them <laughs> on his back and carried them. It's awesome.
3: The guy's awesome, man. The guy's a tall dude. It is awesome. Yeah, that's mine.
1: His his stats. He's he's close to going for the triple the triple crown.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, he is. Yeah, he's he's just a couple of points behind in the average, I believe. Mhm. Mm-hmm. He, he leads in home runs and RBIs, obviously. Yeah, by a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's
3: killing it, dude.
0: So. All right. Well, that will uh, put a little bit of a ribbon here on episode 227 of the Get Around podcast. It's always brought to you by Jimmy John's two locations, Traverse City, Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fresh, Jimmy John's.
1: Freak
0: you out. Yay. All right. Uh, thank you, James. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you to our audible viewers, as always, for listening. Come back for episode 228. But right now, episode 227 is in the books.